Hey everyone, you're listening to But Why Though the Podcast, the podcast where Kate, Matt, and myself, Adrian, talk about the things people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcast, or wherever you're listening to us on. It helps people find us, and it helps us find you. And if you want to support us a little more, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash butwhythopc. As one of our lovely patrons, you get access to episodes early, along with show notes, but why those swag, and personalized content. But really, we're just happy you're here. Enjoy the show, and welcome to the familiar. Welcome back to But Why Though the Podcast, and today we have a special episode where we are doing a roundtable of sorts talking about Latinxes in gaming. As always, I am your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And some awesome friends today. We have Juan Vaca. Hi, everybody. I am a designer at uh, Endless Entertainment. I'm a narrative designer. I worked at Telltale for five years. Uh... I focus on storytelling and games, and I see the importance in telling our stories to connect people. And, you know, I was asked to be part of this volunteer effort for Latinos in gaming, um, and that's why we're here. Like, that's how we've gotten a chance to meet. Um, so uh, I work in games. I love games. I love my people, and I think it's time that we try to connect more of each other and get us uh, connected. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, and then we also have Elaine Gomez. Hi. So um, I'm a game designer at Elaine Media, and we're primarily a game studio that works in the educational space, um, but not like two plus two equals four education. But um, we we're very well known for a game called Never Alone. Um, so if nobody has ever heard about that, it's about the Alaska Native tribe and trying to make a story, uh, an indigenous story, come to life in a digital space. So it's that type of educational, um, more of awareness, awareness driven um, and trying to uh, spend knowledge across the globe. So I work there trying to make uh, education fun because that's really that's something really difficult to do, actually. Yeah. Um, and then aside from that, I teach game development and game design, both at a college level and at like a middle school and high school level. Um, so I do that with Eline as well, because we have an initiative that does that called Make Room. And then I do it at Rutgers University, the State University of New Jersey. So um, that's what I do for a living. And then on the side, I'm an independent developer. I make my own games on my free time. You are super busy. I think I'm busy. Yeah, you're like very, very busy. <laughs> extremely busy. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. And then we have Judy Jetset. What up? What up? Hi. I don't know why you made me follow these people, man. They're so cool and prolific, doing all their their stuff. I am a lowly volunteer community organizer by day. I I do IT, and it's very boring. And then by night. I am the uh, current head of NYC League of Legends. 
I am a budding voice actor, and I am helping spearhead Latinx in games, trying to bring people together. Um, I'm just an avid esports fan. I'm an avid fan of video games, and I just really like making spaces for people to connect on that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being on, Judy. Thank you for having us. Um, so the first thing I do want to say is kind of talk about what Latinx means, because I know a lot of people out there listening may not know what Latinx is. So for those of you who don't know, um, Latinx is a gender, a gender neutral version of using Latino. Um, the Spanish language is gendered. So you usually pick Latino or Latina, or if you're in a mixed group and there is just one man involved, even in like 10 women, it's Latinos. Um, and so Latinx was created as a way to one combat that erasure, but also give an option for non-binary individuals um, to use a signifier for their identity and their Latinidad that is not gendered. Um, and so Latinx is um, kind of, I, I'm not the best at using it in everything I say, but I'm trying really hard to make sure I integrate it into how I work. Um, but if you're listening to know Latinx is, there you go. Um, and then, so the first thing I wanted to talk a little bit about is, um, you know, a lot of people think of being Latinx or Latino or Latina as like a really monolithic thing. Um, and I could see everybody on the video cameras right now and I'm like, we all look super different from each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that it's really important um, to kind of talk about um, Latinx identity and like some of, you know, how do we each frame it? How do people frame it usually? And how um, specifically be great to hear how um, Latinx in gaming um, views Latinx identity. So whoever wants to go first. So, um, you know, I, th I think when I was invited to join the group and we were having these conversations with Judy and Chris, who unfortunately couldn't be here today, but sends her love. Um, you know, we, we had that conversation about, like, what does it mean to define Latinx? You know, like, what does it mean by trying to put a label on a gateway to various cultures and various peoples and various affinities into those? Um, and, and, it, and it became a little bit unfair uh, to kind of become gatekeepers. So I think part of one of our core pillars was to you know, lower the gate, lower the standard, lower the bar and say that, you know, everyone here has a story to tell, has a connection. And we want to make sure that everyone feels included in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, even just among the three of us, there were so many questions, right? Like I'm half Brazilian. Am I technically Hispanic? I'm South American. You know, uh, to, to what extent Puerto Rico as Americans, they're obviously still Latino. You know what I mean? Like there are so many degrees of definition of of latinidad as as you mentioned and like do you have to speak spanish of course not many latinos don't speak spanish and we're still raised in the culture you know so mm -hmm. and that even in 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 and of itself the culture itself spans so many different things like how many foods have i yet to try that are native <laughs> latino you know dishes that you know i have yet to be graced with right uh, I that doesn't make me any less Latino and someone else any more Latino for having had them right so I think we we opened it up to mostly just being a celebration about you know 
all the things that we identify with being Latino and all the things that we enjoy about our culture, no matter where it comes from. I've learned so much just being a part of the group and learning about what people identify with their cultures. Even when we were making the buttons, right, Elaine, people were like, mm -hmm. this flag and this flag and what does this mean? And what is like, even mm -hmm. in just that week of like getting people together, there's just such an array and that specific, that diversity, that um, multitude is what we're celebrating, I think. Yeah, and it's also, a, unfortunately, a, a cause of controversy, even within the Latinx community, because people are like, well, why are you labeling and categorizing people? Why can't you just be united? But the fact is that in a perfect world, we would all be united, but we're not, you know? Um, and I feel that encompassing Latinx as a word and, and coming together as a people with the common goal of we are of we all hold banners of different flags we all may have different cultural values and traditions but at the end of the day we want to be recognized in the whole spectrum of things as a people who are hardworking, as a people who are creative as a people who mean something in this world like everybody else it's just that we have a little bit more of of a flavor right <laughs> because of where we come from it's in our it's in our dna um, and, it, and I think, just like Judy said, I think it's something to celebrate and it's something to share. Um, some Because there are things like me being Puerto Rican, for example, and being half Dominican as well. There's things that I can share with my Mexican friends that they would never have heard of and never had experienced. But we can talk about it and finally come on ground and connect dots and become close. Just because, you know of the the i always call it the spiciness of, of our culture actually our um our twitch emote we're twitch affiliates and our twitch emote is actually a chili pepper with a sombrero on it and it's That's a spicy on it i've got a cold spicy and I'm like you know what i'm just gonna live spicy now so all y'all get an emote <laughs> just own it just own it um, I just but, think we have we have so much flavor and in our personalities mm -hmm. in the way that we speak in the language even if we, whether it's Spanish or Portuguese like there's a certain like like I, I don't know there's a level of emotion that comes with the way that we express ourselves even if we were raised in the United States it's still in there yeah. and I feel like it's it's something special that we we hold and we can share. Um, and, and I love it. That's why I love being part of Latinx community in games and outside of games, um, because there's something about that family, that sense of family that you, it's hard to find outside of our own space. I, I would also I would also add that, like, as we continue to talk about the Latinos and gaming group at Latinos and gaming on Twitter, um, it let's lower the accessibility bar also for like what gaming means right like mm -hmm. it, like it's not limited to mm -hmm. console pc or developer or player or streamer or media or student like there's a place for everyone you know and and that activity i think is what gives us a forum for trust a forum for learning um and uh you know really fosters this community that we we have we just have to connect with each other yeah. Now, I, I really want to tell you, all, I really appreciate everything you all to say. I, I was at the at the PAX West panel that you all did for Latinxes and Gaming, and it was hearing you all define what Latino means was really important for me because I'm Chicana, 
and specifically Chicana. Like I've always my like my family like my grandfather came from Mexico, but my grandmother's family has always been here. Like I am more in tune with my like with what it means to be Tejana than what it means to be like specifically Mexican. And so and I don't think a lot of people understand that. And I think there have been and I think Juan said it great as like there have always been kind of gatekeepers within within the Latinx community. Like, oh, you're too dark. You're not dark enough. You don't speak Spanish. You don't speak the right kind of Spanish. Um, and hearing you all kind of like really be inclusive in this way, because I think the when it comes to the Latinx community, people don't think of us as diverse. Um, but we're extremely diverse, but that also means that we have to work to be extremely inclusive as well. Um, I think that um, just to piggyback off of that, it's funny. I'm I'm half Mexican. My dad is Mexican, but I was raised in New York. So people will come to me with like references about, you know, Mexicans in California and Mexicans in Texas. And I'm just clueless with it. Right. So like that's what I think is really cool that, you know, that I've learned and that I've experienced in Latinx and gaming in particular, especially that everyone's so super receptive. You know what yeah. I mean? I think the the fact that we have made inclusivity and kind of opened, lowered the gates basically, as, as Juan mentioned, I think that has set the tone of when we share things, it's always in that sort of celebratory fashion, no matter where it's coming from, no matter what it is. I'll tell you like, I didn't really mess with Unity that much. And then I'm seeing all of these awesome Unity projects and I'm like caring a lot more about now like that that platform and like, you know, console gaming is not really my thing, but I'm super like, I'm reading up on stuff that people are sharing. And it's just like super interesting to me just because people are like, this is my experience. And everyone mm -hmm. in that group is like, yes, I wanna know what your experience is like. I'm super yeah. receptive to it. And that is a breath of fresh air, frankly. <laughs> Where yeah, were y'all when I, I was growing up, man? Yeah. <laughs> Where was this? So I, I grew up. I grew up in El Paso. My mom's white, um, and my dad's side of the family is heavily Hispanic, um, and I'm pretty dark. So kids thought I was black, and then they saw my mom. They're like, "Oh no, wait, you're white? Like, what? What are you?" Uh, so like, even when I was trying to learn Spanish when I was a kid, they're like, "Oh, just just stick to English. Like, we'll get out of here." So like, I got gatekeeped hard when I was a kid, but. Mm. Um, the older I've gotten, and the more that I've been in communities like with Kate, and then now listening to y'all talk, like, where were we all at, man? <laughs> man, that would have made, you know, being in tune with, like, that side of me so much easier. So I'm glad you yeah. guys are around, and it's in, what you're doing is important. That's that, that's kind of been, like, our, our philosophy, you know. Mm -hmm. If if you can see it, you can be it. You know, that's, that's the importance of representation and visibility. Um, and then like kind of like going off of that into like the next topic, um, I really want to talk about representation of, you know, Latinx in games um, and kind of I want to know if there are any characters that you all identify with or how you all feel about, you know, Latinx representation has been handled because I think that like that. I think people take for granted what it what representation means that like to be able to play a hero as yourself and like, live that that immersion factor that like video games do so well it's one of the reasons i love rpgs and getting to make my own character um like what are you all's thoughts on you know on being latinx and playing a game and like how is representation hand how do you think representation is handled so far what are your favorite characters you know 
Oh, my favorite Latinx character currently is Sombra from Overwatch. Yes! Pobrecita. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I identified with the sassiness. It's just like, oh, like, I am sassy just like that. Even though, like, she's not Puerto Rican, but I don't care. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm in two minds about that. Because uh, that's something I was going to say, like... um, not to not to get too heavy too soon right but like the question of appropriation is really is really big Mm -hmm. and really important right and so like how to what extent do people do people do things correctly right and like properly incorporate um what it means to be latina which obviously we just got done saying is a very nebulous thing Mm -hmm. um how do how do people actually um evoke that in a game that is both tasteful and you know perhaps backed with intelligence and education and research but also is relatable right that's yeah and and like not relatable to everybody but relatable to some people right so like when do people say ah oh, that would be dope if she were latina like i don't know at what point in the process yeah. does that come into game design maybe mm. you guys would yeah. i think it also like to piggyback on that again and to also talk about sombra and i just did a whole bunch of research because i wrote an article on overwatch and latinidad because there are three different latino mm-hmm. characters in it yeah um and they're all very different um voice acting because there's a rico rico rodriguez in just cause but he's voiced Mm -hmm. by a white actor um Mm. so like where does and overwatch has latinos doing all of their latino actor uh characters Mm -hmm. Uh, except lucio doesn't speak portuguese all right that makes yeah that is that is true yeah they they had him say some lines like like a year later they had him say some lines in portuguese yes and like i'm sorry Maybe it's great for like all the people who who yeah. like don't speak Portuguese, but you know he he tried really hard and failed. Okay, <laughs> he tried really hard. Much respect. I know he did his best. He doesn't speak Portuguese, but like nobody buys it. It's like <laughs> no. hearing Giancarlo Esposito say like "hombre" or something in Maze Runner. Oh, dude! Oh my god! Yeah. Did you guys see uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? No. Oh, so I I love the game with every fiber of my being okay and i know it's going to be amazing but like you're the the main character's like sidekick or whatever like the buddy is like it adds spanish to his sentences in like the stupidest ways you know like they try to make him a bad hombre you know what i mean and so like Um. but then he's like uh bueno let's get out of here you know and it's like it's so terrible it's like it's like really corny i don't i don't sit my culo anywhere who says that (laughs) yeah i i haven't used the word culo since 2010 right and it was in a song (laughs) that i yelled (laughs) hello so like sometimes it's wrong but then you know like um i feel like i feel like latinos other than um anybody else like i've never seen anybody else love caricatures of their culture in the yeah. way that Latinos do, yeah. right? Like, mad people were like, Speedy Gonzalez is appropriate. We were like, no, give me the hat. Like, I want that. <laughs> Arriba, let's go. You know what I mean? And, and, and so when I see it in games, I'm always like, yes, give me the sexy, sassy girl. Yes, I want more of that. But then, like, in real life, if people are like, oh, wow, you're so spicy, I'm like, chill. Yeah. And it's also like, how yeah. do we balance these identities that we see? Exactly. Too, right? And like, and I think it also comes from who's making it. Because I think like I am doing, um, I'm recording voices for an audio drama podcast. And the guy who wrote it isn't Latino. But he wants to, the, the way you were saying, incorporate Spanish. I don't speak fluent Spanish. But I do know how my family talks. And I do know how the little pieces of Spanish that I know sink into what I'm saying. And I'm like, no, 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 honey. Yeah. 
She wouldn't this just say doesn't that. feel right. You, you, like, right. And it, it's actually reaching out into that creative process. Mm-hmm. And where do you bring, like having, make sure you have a Latino guiding that. And, and this goes for all representation, yeah. having somebody yeah. involved that is actually a piece of that culture. Um, so I need well, to go update. Oh, go ahead, Juan. Oh, no, I, I was just going to uh, agree with you. Um, like I took a sociology course in in college and like one of the very first things that we talked about was like the politics of representation and the weight and gravity of the storyteller you know who sets the tone for the things that we say um and it's hard when you know you have to portray something as real and have that authenticity come true um because there's there's a lot of weight and gravity on those shoulders because if you're saying this is what it is um, that's that kind of sets the pace and sets the tone, yeah. and you know is is kind of like the origin of where stereotypes can come yeah. from. Too. And then on yeah. that note too, um, the burden of representation, right? So what happens when you are the only Latino in the room or Latina in the room, and you're sitting there and you have to, and you're working, say, you know, you're you're Chicana, but you're having to work on, you know, Puerto Rican character. Like, what do you do in that moment when you have to do that? Um, and so there's a lot of issues, and I think, and I think the multitude that is being Latinx kind of, you know, muddies the water a little bit. Um, but I, you know, what what do you guys think? To be honest, like I I still haven't pinpointed why it's so difficult for any developer, any designer from AAA to indie to just consult the people that you are trying to represent because it's not it's not difficult we live in a digital age you can find people so quickly from anywhere in the world um and i and i i still am trying to grapple with that um like how do you uh, as a as a professional how can you bring that up to like your boss your supervisor your team lead to make it an important part of the process of designing and the process of researching and doing your prototyping and things like that so um, i'm doing i'm trying to do that even where i am working at you know i'm still I, I, you know i feel like it's like one against many you know I, what i mean um, and sometimes they, you know it's like i'm, I'm i am the youngest developer in my, at my company and I'm only one of like four women at the company so it, I, I feel it even more or it's just like my voice is so so tiny <laughs> compared to everybody else but I am the most opinionated and I tell people how, how it is and and they appreciate that coming from me because of the because of the space where I'm coming from it's just like I feel so marginalized that it's just like you, you're gonna listen to me you don't have to like it you don't have to take my word for it but at least Give me the respect and hear me out, you know. Um, and I think that's what we have to do. Um, and I, and there was a there was somebody at the panel at Pax West that came up and talked about this. About I think it was Cyberpunk twenty was it twenty seventy seven. Yeah. Um, somebody made a comment about that that there was some appropriation going on that that they wanted to they didn't know if they should reach out to the developer and tell them anything because the developer was asking for feedback. Um, and they were like, should I, should I not give them feedback since they've been asking for it and I feel a certain way about it. And I was one of the ones that was like, please, somebody find a contact at the studio. And we were able to find a contact for her um, right at like 
right after the panel ended so that she could talk to somebody at the studio and let her know her feedback. Um, and I think that's important. And the whole reason why we're doing this Latinx in games group and why we have a discord, why we have these discussions on podcasts, on panels is so that we can build this network and add more people to the group so that you can be empowered to let your voice be heard. And hey, we'll give you the resources that you need. We'll connect to who you want to talk to in order to make those changes. Because the more we rise up and you know make our voices heard, the more we will see that change. If we stay quiet and silent, we're just as complicit as the people who are stereotyping us. That's that's the reality of how it is. Um, and I'm I'm of the um, I guess of the of the mindset that you have you have to fight back. And there's certain ways that you can do that. You can do that very respectfully. You can do that um, very. Uh, eloquently, or you can just be a dick about it, but you shouldn't be. That's not how, how change happens. Like, I, I have never been able to change somebody's mind or help them see a different perspective by being a jerk yeah. or being disrespectful. And that's what's been going on right now. You know, open up your social media, read anything about politics and world news, and that's how everybody's being. It's complete dis complete dis dis what is it? Uh, Desynthesizing. <laughs> Sorry, there's some words in English that I cannot grasp. Um, but I mean, like people are getting numb. You know what I mean? And people are so quick to get angry and frustrated and bitter and fight you over anything. And I think that what we should do in order to make the change is yes, to be respectful. But hey, these are the facts, and this is the reality. And you should, you should, we should be able to see it from both sides because there's always two sides to the story. Um, but there's so many layers to, to the issues at hand in games, outside of games, and they all kind of filter through because, um, we have spoken about this before in panels, like us game designers, developers, people in the community, when we make things, they're extensions of who we are as people, right? So whatever we hold dear, all of our values, our experiences, things that we think are wrong, things that we think are right, we, we inject that into our work and we disseminate it. And then people either you know consume it or they are against it, right? Um, and people need to understand that too, that these forms of media are made by people who are just putting themselves into that. So if you're not seeing something that you don't like and you're seeing something that's misrepresented, what you have to do is be the, be the outsider and get into that sphere so that they understand what's going on because it's a bubble. You know what I mean? They're all different spheres and it's just a matter of injecting your own, injecting between spheres so that we can become a bigger sphere as a whole, not just these individual clusters, right? So it's a very complicated issue. Um, but I think that one person can make a difference and we will see that domino effect. And I think especially within this group that we're creating and that we're trying to 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 grow is that um, that domino effect of positive impact, um, because all you need sometimes just one positive word, one encouragement and you can that person encourages another. And then before you know it, you have 50 people who are trying to make a difference in their community. And that's that's some powerful stuff. Right. Yeah. Sorry, that was so No, long. that was an amazing <laughs> monologue. It Bad respect. And the Oscar goes to. <laughs> you actually brought up like memories I had as a kid. Like, because the only phrase that I can say in Spanish is no se habla, no se oye. Because my mom used to tell me that all the time. Like, if you don't talk, nobody's going to hear you. 
And mm. so that's kind of like I I've I I didn't listen to her then. I, I should have. But now in my life now I try to. Um but like, and, and, that was amazing, Elaine. In Puerto Rico we have a different saying but similar it says um el que no llora no mama. Who does who, who the one that doesn't cry doesn't, you know, get the food yeah. <laughs> when you're a baby. And that's the reality. Sometimes if we don't say something, nothing's going to happen. You know? And- I think that piggybacks a lot into, uh, or rather, I'm going to piggyback onto that in saying that even beyond um, getting it right in the games themselves, right, and getting feedback and, and getting a consultant, I, I think um, the I, I kind of feel like the, the the most seamless, awesome, ideal way to do this is to really just be diverse in in these places, in yeah. these silos, in these uh-huh. bubbles, right? So I, that's another thing that I think. Um, Latinx is ga- in games and do- is doing really well. Is um, we're all we're showcasing the successes, right? So many people have worked really hard to get to where they are. Uh, sometimes, you know, despite certain setbacks, sometimes given certain privileges, sometimes being really lucky, sometimes working really hard, and just see being exposed to these success stories is motivating. Right. Yeah. It just in the same way that seeing Sombra in Overwatch makes me think, hey, Latinas can be heroes too. Seeing a successful game developer, seeing someone who you know, writing and, and shaping stories at Telltale, um, you know, seeing someone you know making a game that was so well lauded, like Never Alone, like that means they've done it. I can do it. You know what I mean? And that is so what I think is so powerful. And then having Elaine at there to act as that, you know, other side of the perspective. You know, like what if what if we had more diverse QA? You know yeah. what I mean? And people t- people just doing a first run through Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven could have been like, mm, that sounds a little weird to me. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, props to the QA team at Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That for that alpha test that they that they showed us <laughs> really clean. It was beautiful. It looked really, really clean and it was very robust and it was very high def and it was, you know, there were very few bugs, if any. They showed us a lot of the story. But that one thing was off, you know? Yeah, I mean and you know, somebody on the QA team could have been could have been that Hispanic person. You don't even need to hire a consultant. You could have been paying mm-hmm. him, and he could have been like, "Oh, just I don't know." That takes that takes me off right there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's it's hard. It's, I mm-hmm. mean, it's really hard to be in the room and advocate for that stuff too, um, because you have to basically put yourself and your culture on the line and say, "This is this is why this is wrong. This is what I believe in," um, mm-hmm. and then have someone tell you it doesn't matter or is wrong like 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 those are just negative reinforcements that will then you know kind of create a culture where we say okay well maybe we shouldn't bring this up and it's uh it 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 hurts you know and like i i'm speaking exactly from experience because we've had i've I've literally had this scenario happen to me where you know in um in my time at telltale i helped close out the season of uh, season three of The Walking Dead, which was based around a uh, Latino family. And I was like, oh my God, I get to like talk about it. I get to bring like my flavor. I get to, okay. you know, bring this stuff. They they ended up um, just like having it be 
you know, flavor, like on the, on the front end of things. Um, like maybe like a Spanglish word here and there. Um, but there wasn't really anything that gave merit to the culture for the character of substance, you know? Right. And I remember sitting in like one table read and we were just like going over the things that are happening in the game and everybody was playing a card game. And the card game was Euchre, um, which is a Midwest card game. And, you know, like by show of hands, like how many Latinx Latinos do you know play Euchre? Spoiler alert. Never even heard of it. Yeah, I don't know what that word is. You know? I've heard of Latinia. So I raised... I raised my hand and I was just like, hey, look, like this really stands out to me. Can we make it something like poker, maybe? Like my family pays poker like every week, you know, like they get out their nickels and their dimes and you know, they, st- <laughs> they on Saturday or, nights, they start canasta, playing, yeah, canasta, cuarenta, like yeah. anything. Actually, actually, uh, we did end up having to put in a game of dominoes and like I took that to the next level and I made like we I, I literally took a domino set, like a real domino set, and I said, What are the winning conditions for this? And so I created a map and I said it's either this one or this one. Um and then I had funny enough, my Cuban cinematic artist on that scene, like I was like, look, it's important that the dominoes go down in the right way. And he was like, I got you, dog. Like I know. <laughs> Like, 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 this is real. We can't do this. Um, and it was actually his dominoes that he brought into the office so that we could take a picture of what it would look like. And, you know, if, if you do the math and you look at the way that the dominoes were laid out, like, that is a legit game. Because I took that extra step to say, this is real. This is important to people. You know, like, it's bones. It's our culture. It's part of what we do. Um, let's, let's pay that right. You know, and so like, even though I kind of had a loss, you know, in bringing it up and saying, hey, look, Euchre doesn't stand out, you know, stands out to me. It doesn't feel like something that, you know, we actually do. And they said, it doesn't matter. You know, like inside, I was like, if it doesn't matter, then let me change it. <laughs> like raging. Yeah, I, I can but, tell you how much it doesn't matter because I can't even remember the name of the game you just <laughs> said. Because I've never heard of it. Um, but it's important that like we're in there like like we're in those rooms we have the people that we can like pass that information on to um Mm -hmm. sad that like I I I don't have any like heroes to look up to to say like this is my you know Hispanic Latino game developer mentor you know Mm -hmm. I wish that there was somebody there for me and so now you know like I've done a lot of reflection and I'm like, I, I get to be that. Like I, I have to, you know, help be there, be visible for the people that weren't there. And I, like literally today I went to lunch. I took uh, uh, this other young Latino out to lunch and, you know, we talked about like what his next steps were, you know, like some, mm-hmm. you know, like some good coaching advice, some like, job negotiations as he's trying to look for, you know, a new job. Um, and I've even helped him with like his resume. And and this is a standing order to anybody that reads out this like podcast, like reach out to me. Like we want to help you get in this industry. We want to help you be a peer with like, like one of us, you are one of us. Like that's the whole point of the inclusive nature. Right. 
<laughs> Yay! So dope, dude. Yeah. I I feel like um another thing about like having uh, this con this conversation has come up for me mostly um for being a woman who's into esports, right? So yeah. I've had this conversation numerous times. Um, people have come to me about like, oh, well, what do you think about women's leagues? What do you think about all women's leagues? Like, a, a, you know, some sort of or, or a, a community based solely just for women. And I guess in the same way it, it translates for this, like why just have a community just for Latinos, right? Although we're, we're opening our doors up to anybody who may be interested in our culture. To a certain extent, people might look at this and say, well, why? Why are you just want to play with them and not other people? And before I used to, and to a certain extent, you know, I'm very much into, for me, diversity is everything, right? Getting, getting more different people in a space together, sharing and collaborating and having a good time is my MO and it always will be. But as I got older or as I continued to be a gamer and kind of became cognizant of all the ways that I am similar and different from a lot of different people. Um, I, I came to realize that it's just so heartwarming and motivating to see somebody that even looks vaguely like you in the spotlight. Yeah. And I used to, I used to yeah. kind of shrug that off. I used to be like, well, I don't need somebody to look like me. It's, it looks cool. I mean, it's fine there. Everybody's excellent. Everyone's doing their good thing. And, you know, people are, um, uh, people are are earning the spotlight, right? But then, you know, the more the more I see it, the more I found my spirits lifted seeing another pro female player, uh, you know, a pro female team, um, a, a Hispanic person excelling. Like I remember going nuts the first time I saw my first. I think the first player who received a visa for um, for for to be an esports player like specifically he received a visa in order to play esports so like the government considered it a real job that you could give a visa for was a was technically a hispanic player who i think it was canadian so it, it's like a a weird other thing there but he was hispanic and i was just like wow great so he gets to do it and he looks like me and he also speaks spanish this is so cool and that that excitement is for me unprecedented you know what i mean it's it's not something i get to experience often and it's very exciting so back to mm -hmm. women in esports whenever people ask me that i used to say oh no 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 you know all women leagues and all women tournaments are nice but you know the goal is really mixed kind of for everybody and that is still the case, obviously. You know, everyone wants to be able to compete on a level playing field ultimately. But having those spaces breeds that kind of inspiration, breeds that motivation, mm -hmm. breeds that um, celebration of success, you know? And everybody needs, I think, everyone does better with a mentor. Everybody does better with somebody to look up to. Everybody does better with, you know, someone whose steps, whose footsteps they can follow right? Any sort of guide, whether it be, you know, Miles Morales doing the right thing in a comic book or, you know, the, Scarlet, the female StarCraft player who absolutely bodied a Protoss player in a professional game that I got to witness live and I shouted my head off, you know? Those are the things that stick with you and you say, hey, maybe this isn't, this isn't unreasonable. Maybe I could do this. 
we need these spaces to grow with each other and to see each other grow. And I'm like, I'm thankful I met her. I'm meeting, you know, you now, Judy. I'm glad I saw you. Elaine, I still have like six of those Latino, uh, uh, Latinx maker buttons that I've been giving out to people. Um, Awesome. Super happy. I'm I'm just really happy. Like I walked into that panel at PAX West and got to see this because it's great because like I like going back to what the first question we've covered every other topic that I had for this round table but like going back to the first question about like seeing Latinx representation in games like I actually cannot think of anything outside of Overwatch for me like, yeah I, I I agree with you Kate because I was looking at your show notes and looking at your questions and I, I like legit had to google characters because I couldn't off the top of my head remember like I don't have like that visceral connection with like any character then I thought I was like okay well um I guess I guess Reaper but I like I don't play him I like his background in the story but like, I don't play him I don't have that same reaction like you have like with Sombra because I know you play her I don't play you... Sombra that's the thing that you sucks. don't I what? suck at Sombra you should I am not... play dude I'm a Sombra. tank I'm a tank I cannot no no I I get in there too much and don't know how to get out to play Sombra <laughs> yeah but I was thinking like I mean like I think like the first character that I thought that I saw I was like oh that guy is like visually you know Latinx Hispanic was when I was playing Gears of War when I was like when I was younger uh, with like Dominic Santiago and I was like, Oh, this guy's dope. I like this guy. I like a story. And then like, I don't know, King from Tekken. Yeah. That's that's about it. Yeah. For me, it's fighters, right? Because, uh, so like Eddie Gordo. Yeah. Oh God. Blanca. That, that pisses me off. Right. Why did they have to make the Brazilian dude, the, the like monster from the Mm -hmm. Amazon? Oh, Oh yeah. It's no, but yeah, no, no. I was like, I same like, I played Tekken a crap ton, but you know why I played Tekken and that was my game? Because there was a lot of Latinos in Tekken. Yep, yep. Eddie Gordo was my dude. I actually did Capoeira for like three months. I'm really oh, bad at awesome. it. That, if, that was if, I could, if I could tell a quick story about representation and the way that it affects your life, like uh, this is 100% true, like my life story. Um, in 1999, back in the day when I was a college freshman, um, I played a game called Rainbow Six, and you got to be Ding Chavez, and that was the very first time that I had seen kind of like Latinx character, and he was like the team leader of like the Rainbow Six team, and I was just like, oh my god, this guy's amazing, and it literally inspired me halfway into like joining the Marines, you know, uh. like like I saw that he could do it, I saw that he could lead, I saw that you know. Uh, he was my favorite character, like the one that like I saved, you know, and I literally beat the game with him. Like it came like my entire team got killed and it came down to being like me and him. There was like uh, a door and like one bad guy on the other side of it. And I was just like, I only get like one shot at this. Like, like what am I going to do? Like, like that, that kind of like pressure. And that like really inspired me. You know, I joined the military. I had a bunch of other like Latino friends um, and then when I was in the military, I played Battlefield 2, and I saw the level of detail and representation that they had, like, made, uh, because I got a chance to go into, like, a real tank, you know, like, like, like a real M2 Abrams tank, and I looked into the turret, and I immediately recognized it from the video games that I played. And I had this, like, moment of discovery that was just like, this is real. You know, the stuff that I was doing before was also, like you know, real and inspiring. And then immediately I connected the dots of like how 
influential stories were to getting us to the next level, to inspiring us, to connecting us with the things that, you know, we can do. And so when I got out of the Marine Corps, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I love video games and I love stories, you know, and I saw the power in connecting and seeing the realness of it. And then that just basically became the theme for my life. And as I started to invest in my career, I noticed that, you know, a part of me wasn't uh, recognized, like a part, like, like, like my Latinidad was, you know, on the back burner. It was something that I had like neglected so that I could achieve success. And, you know, I'll do like my own, like, you know, like cultural representation things like that, that are for me, like what I grew up doing. Um, but there's so much value and connectivity in everyone else's and everyone else has such like a great story that I want to help enable and tell them and inspire and, you know, bring everyone to the table because it set me on this amazing trajectory for my life. And I can't think of a, of a better way than to like elevate the rest of us. Um, and, and that kind of has kind of become like my, my, like my new mission, you know? Um, so thank you for letting me like talk about that because I, I think it's important that we need to be there for each other. We need to, um, put down any animosity that we like have against each other that has kind of been directed at us to direct and deflect to each other. Um, and realize that like, we all have way more in common than we have apart. And when, you know, difficult times like this, you know, have, you know, one of us under attack, it means that like all of us are under attack and we're going to band together in a way that, you know, they were not ready for. Damn. I'm what a storyteller. Story yeah, no, that was amazing. <laughs> no, that was really, really amazing. I mean, and I, I identify with a lot of what you said. Like, What a beast. Yeah. yeah. He's a real life hero. I know. I, I love y'all so much. I have, I have so much love for everyone in this group. And like, like all I, all I want to do is just remind everyone that like, this community is something that we're growing and we're building together. Um, in January, like nine months ago, it was literally just me, Judy, and Chris. And, you know, now we have a Discord with over 100 people. We've talked at GDC, at E3, at PAX. We have another panel coming up at PAX Unplugged. Um, and they all have literally been built off of the people that we connect with and that we you know, see and we want to elevate. Like, this is not, like, our show. This is our platform, you know. Um, the people that we put together for GDC, we met and we decided to, like, have, like, another meetup at E3. And the people that we met at E3 were the people that we coordinated with for our PAX West panel. And then at PAX West, we met people that we coordinated for PAX Unplugged. So if you're at PAX Unplugged, like you could be on our next panel. Like this is your forum. This is and TwitchCon more than too. us and TwitchCon exactly. We're doing so much, and we need your help. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, my favorite uh, Latinx in gaming are y'all now. Hey. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Hey, but that's and all of us. Go ahead. 
And if you don't mind me just plugging in about mentors, because we, we went past that already. But I, I want to definitely, I always give a shout out to my mentor in my, when I w did my bachelor's. His name is Dr. Joe Sanchez, because without him, I wouldn't be here right now. The only reason that I pursued my master's in game design, and now it's because he decided that in one of his classes, I was a great student that he wanted to take under his wing and give an opportunity to that would propel me in ways that he wouldn't even imagine, you know? Um, so I am definitely product of the power of somebody who's Latinx leader that takes somebody under their wing and gives them the resources so that they can fly. So that's definitely why I'm so passionate about this too and being a mentor and giving resources and why I teach. That's the whole reason why I love teaching because I get to be that for all my kids from kids who are graduating college and going into the workforce to my middle school kids who just want to know what games are all about. You know, you get to be that change. And now more so than ever now that I'm teaching in New York City. Um, I have kids who are, yes, there's Latinx students that I have, but I have black students and I have Middle Eastern students and Asian students, all kids of color, because you're talking about New York City, right? And giving them that inspiration, it's just like, wow, my teacher is freaking cool, and, and she's Puerto Rican, and like my friends are Puerto Rican, and like now I'm connected with everybody and I feel like I belong. That, it, to me, is so, it makes me so happy that they feel that they have a place that they're safe and they belong and that they're learning with each other, um, and that there's no such thing as a stupid question, um, and that they, they can learn at their own pace. You know, so and even though that's outside of what I'm doing with a group because I'm just helping where I can. Right. Um, I think that's also in our in our vision to to be able to open doors to anybody that would like to walk through those doors, because the people that I know, perhaps one doesn't know about one has a network that other people can 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 reach out to. You know, we have we I think between all of us, we know everybody at every major game company, I think, you know. So, um, like at PAX West, you were you were there, Kate, and for anybody else who was there, I had somebody come up to me, give me their card, just like, hey, I work at Nintendo, hey, I work at Ubisoft. Like, just random people are just like, whatever I can help, let me know. And it's just like, wow. Like, it's incredible that we're Latinos, Latinx are really everywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah. Um, and all you need to know is just talk. You just need that door to walk through, and you'll get to be able to chase after your dreams and at least find out more information about something through someone, you know? And, and that's what we're all about here. I can't reiterate enough the, the meaning of family in the community because that's what family does. You got each other's backs, and you're there to help each other. Exactly. Everybody just wants to share. That's one thing that I think mm -hmm. is crazy. Okay, I'm gonna be that person to burst the bubble. There's a lot of drama on the internet. I don't know <laughs> if y'all heard about that. But <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of drama. So I I used to I, it used to drive me nuts that like I would I would be afraid to go in any new community because I'd be that I'd be the new girl. Oh yeah, by the way, mm -hmm. I'm a girl. Oh by the way, I'm Latina. You know what I mean? So like then you just reintroduce yourself to everyone and then you're just like afraid of what the stereotypes might be and then what do, what are you going to have to break what are you going to have to you know reinforce what are you going to have to what boundaries are you going to have to set the moment this discord started getting active people were sharing job opportunities people were sharing experiences we made mad emotes about we got we got our chancla we got walter mercado in the building it's so it's just been nothing but jokes and laughter and and 
an opportunity. And everyone has just been so open-handed with it in a way that I've never experienced on the internet before. And I feel like in in a certain way, sure, it's the pl- it's the way we design the platform. It's the way our message is being sent. It's it's the fact that our our focus is openness and inclusivity and accessibility. But I I think it also is the nature of our culture and how we all are so family oriented, and we all are about the camaraderie. You know what I mean? I feel like that is part of the foundation of Latinidad, right? Yeah. For better or for worse, like we're sticking out for our people and we're doing our best to see everyone around us shine in any way that we can. And so it, whether it's, you know, Juan finding similarities in, in everyone and being able to look past differences, whether it's Elaine teaching everybody, you know, what the opportunities are without regard for who you are or where you came from, or whether it's, you know, me trying to set up platforms for people to talk about things they love, that, that's, that's what, that is almost, that's Latinidad, you know, for yeah. me, that's like, we just want to share. We just want to have a good time and share our good time with everybody. Y'all are so great to have on here. And I have sound bites <laughs> for days. Um, <laughs> that was amazing. And all I'm thinking in my head is that I have like 50 cousins and half of them aren't my cousins. But it's because it's every everybody's everybody's cousin. <laughs> We're probably cousins. True. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, this is amazing, guys, and hearing you talk. Um, I only have one one of the last questions I have. We've covered representation. We've covered being in the game industry and mentorship and, like, Latinidad itself. And the last thing I have to say is, like, what advice would each of you give to people to, you know, and, and obviously you all kind of started there with reaching out and finding that network, but what advice can you give to, you know, a young Latinx out there who, who wants to get started but doesn't know how? Well, I'll, I guess I'll give you an advice as a, as a Latinx person but also as a teacher because I give this advice all the time <laughs> to my students. I always tell people to find out what it is that, that – gives you a spark. What is that thing that you love? Like what makes, what brings a smile to your face when you think about it? You know, for some people in, in the games industry, maybe content creation, maybe it's like Twitch, maybe it um, it is programming, maybe it's art and 3D modeling, maybe it's writing stories. There are so many avenues in the games industry that people do not know of. You know, for the programming department alone, I can think of 10 to 15 different engineering roles that make up a programming department. You have people who just do gameplay program. You have people who just make tools programming. You have people who just make AI. That's their job It's just to make AI. So there's so it's different avenues. Just figure out what is it that you love? What, what, what do you, are you interested in? And then build from there, you know? So um, if it's in like development, because that's my world, um, figure out um, how you can join like game jams. Game jams are super helpful and um, if you're trying to start to make a game because you get to know the community locally, people who are making games in your town um, and build skills from there, get to know people um, and start from scratch. Um, there's a lot of open source stuff all over the internet to make games like YouTube and between YouTube and the Unity forums, because I use Unity, between those two, that's how I know everything that I know about game development. Because you go to school, you get a degree, but it's all theory. Um, and it's a network. I paid, I went to USC for, for my, my degree in games. It's like I paid for 
the faculty, really, to the network of my faculty, and game theory. Aside from that, all game development was I learned outside of school. Um, and I, I am. I would say I would say eight to nine developers that I would know out of ten are self-taught when it comes to engineering. It's something that you just you get you practice and you get better, like as you go. Um, and you spend most of your time figuring out why the thing that you're making is not working. That's the reality. Um, so I would say with that in, in regards to game development, and also there's a difference between game design and game development. The design of it all is how everything works, like how do puzzles work? How does the story integrate with what you're doing in this space? Game development is the engineering. How, how does that translate into the technical? So I always tell my students, they're, they're two different worlds. They are go hand in hand, um, but they are different expertises and different skills that you need in, in different spaces. Um, I don't know a lot about content development and like public relations, like marketing and things like that. Those are other wor worlds as well. I am sure that um, Judy and Juan would know more about that stuff, but that's what I would say about game development, at least in design. Uh, I can go next since I sort of technically don't have a uh, full-time job for this yet. Still looking. But um, for me, growing my network has been um, kind of my focus. And so, sort of, uh, for me, instead of saying, find your spark and then pursue that spark, for me, I would say, do everything... I mean, again, this is advice I would have for anyone, but I, I think I've I've found success doing everything I can as well as I can, right? Every place I go, everybody I talk to, I do my best to be my optimal self with that person, whether it be, you know, trying to be as helpful as I can, having as much information as I can, um, or, you know, doing my doing my day job as well as I can, doing, you know, creating content as well as I can writing as well as I can anything and what I've noticed is that the stuff that I love you write voice acting as much as I can this uh, what I've noticed is that the stuff that I love is the stuff that is easiest to do well for me right not even the stuff I'm the most expert at obviously I love playing games and I'm crap at them but uh I feel like the what what I can what I find the most comfort doing I, I remember telling tiniest tiniest story when I first started going to gaming-related meetups, um, specifically, I went to this one for esports, and because I didn't start the ones that I'm that I'm now spearheading, um, I went to one, and I remember see, hearing the language around me and being so comfortable. You know, hearing everyone talk in like League of Legends jargon was just like my favorite thing. It felt like music. It felt like the way people go to sports bars to watch sports. I went to watch esports and it was just so fulfilling. And so I I strove to recreate that. And so that's why I'm now doing, you know, the League of Libation stuff that I do here, the local meetups in the city. So that everything you try to do, you do as optimally as you can. And then the stuff that comes the most naturally or the stuff that feels the best when you do it, that I would say is what you try to take, you know, forever. So that and local groups local local events just like elaine said um meeting other people that are on the same road as you is invaluable because then you end up meeting people that inspire you people who could be your mentors people who you could give opportunities to and that feels good too so wow that that, that was really great i was just going to say join at latinos and gaming 
Shameless plug. Um, uh, I, I think my advice is basically just, you know, believe in yourself, you know, um, try it, you know, dare to dream, dream bigger, do it earlier. Um, there's literally nothing holding you back. I think it's just been this, you know, part of, I think, I think part of our own Latinidad culture is, at least for me, has been this, like, submissive, stay in your lane kind of thing, like, very author authoritarian. See, I also have that problem. <laughs> um, uh, and I feel like the more that, like, I've believed in myself and just tried to follow my own pursuits has, you know, really made the difference. Um, I went to the school I wanted to for video games, even when my parents told me that I was making a mistake. You know, I, um, I, I pursued my dreams and I dared to do it. And I think, like, we all have that, like, fire inside us that our culture gives us to be the best, to be helpful, to have a hard work ethic, to... Um, be respectful and and like they're all really great things that are professional aspects that will you know really make you shine no matter what you do and if you are comfortable in being yourself um you're going to one have fun doing what you do because you're honest with yourself and you're allowing that to thrive and you're also connecting with people on a truthful level that you may never know what the opportunities will be when you put yourself out there and connect. Um, but you'll, you'll never do it if you don't take that first step. And I think in order to take that first step, you really have to believe in yourself. And that's, that's really why, you know, we, I, I want to volunteer for this group and I want to tell people that, you know, like maybe this time next year, they'll be on the podcast with you, Kate, for our, you know, one year anniversary of Hispanic Heritage Month 2019, if we survive. <laughs> um, but like, this is, this is, this is our community. These are our gaps to fill. And I, as I step up, like, I would love nothing more than to see more of us, you know, to my left and right as equals, because we all have a place here. Thank you all for being on here and giving that amazing advice. Like, I, I don't know about you, Adrian. I feel inspired. I was having a rough day, and I just feel like I've gained 10 years on my life. My skin has cleared up, and I am fully hydrated um, hearing hearing you guys talk. I mean, anyone who's, like, listened to the podcast before, in forums like this, I just like to sit and listen and get inspired. Uh, so I really appreciate um, everything that you guys have said. I totally agree with everything, and it's inspired me to like do more things. Um, Elaine, you specifically, um, as a teacher, um, I'm going to go kick my kids in the butt because they, they were giving me a hard, hard time this week. They're getting a swift kick of motivation uh, tomorrow. But, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I get out of this, and I've noticed this with our new neighbors um, who are Cuban and Nicaraguan, like there's, like even though like they're, not they don't understand everything that my wife and i talk about when we're talking about like our hispanic culture and like our mexican culture like it's still that familia is still there regardless and i think that's like the biggest and the my biggest takeaway from this conversation uh, anyone who listens to the podcast knows i love fast and furious and vin diesel um and the salute to me familia is like the biggest part for me and that's how i just feel like i just feel 
Vin Diesel saying that line over and over again listening to you guys talk. So I just really, really appreciate it. Fun fact, <laughs> listeners, if you sub to us on Twitch, uh, a, a gif of Vin Diesel pops up and Salud Me Familia plays in the background, his, his voice clip. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> One of my favorite Vin Diesel jokes is like when um, at the at the very beginning of uh, er, uh, Fast and Furious, and he's betting the car, and like like Paul Walker comes up to him and is like, "I almost had you. You, you, you never had me. You me. never had your car. You never had your car." So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, much love to the Fast and Furious. Uh. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. I mean, I kind of want to keep you here all night, but I will not take your time up like that. I know we're in different time zones and things. This is your moment to plug away. Um, I will include any links y'all want me to include in the show notes. If you're listening, um, head over to our website, bywithopodcast.com, and you can get the full show notes with links to all the great things that these these guys are doing. Um, so we can start with Juan. Um, sure. Uh, and, and where people can find you. Yeah, so they can yeah, follow yeah. you on the um, so I'm, I, I only exist on Twitter. Uh, I am at uh, Juan Cao. Uh, my name is Juan Vaca, therefore Juan Cao. Surprise, not clever. Um, I, I just want to also like remind people like we're, we are people, you know, Latinos just like you. Like I, I grew up in a, like, like I'm just a brown kid that happened to make it. You know, I think like there's that opportunity for all of us. So I am 100% accessible. Please reach out to me. Like I want to help elevate you no matter what part of the industry, um, what your Latinidad is. Uh, please feel free to contact us. Join our group at Latinos in Gaming. Um, there's a place for you. Okay, so I exist all over the internet, but um, I'm active on, fairly active on Twitter. My handle is Chulatastic, so it's like Chula and Fantastic, um, and that's where you can find me. Um, I'll be posting some of my work there as well, so if you want to look at like the indigenous stuff that I've been working on on the side and some stuff that I work with at Eline that I repost. Um, and then, yeah, I chat with people on the Dis our Discord channel the Latinx and Gaming uh, Discord channel. Um, and same like Juan, if you need anything, if you need advice, um, if you want me to connect you with somebody, like I'm here and I'm very accessible and, and open. My DMs are open, <laughs> but not for weird things, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and also we're here for each other, um, just like not even games related stuff, like life stuff. like. I've been going through some rough stuff, and Juan has been checking in on me, which has been really, really nice. So thanks, Juan. And another one of our Latinx uh, community members, Danny Pena, who does the Gamertag Radio podcast, who's also been checking up on me. So like, we're, we are like that family. Let's big brothers check up on their little sisters. So um, it's, it's a cool feeling to be able to be a part of it, and you're more than welcome to be a part of it, too. Judy? Woo! All right. Um, I am Judy Jetset. My mom is Brazilian. My dad is Mexican and I was born here and you can find me on everywhere, but ideally Twitter, I am at Jetset underscore. Um, they won't give me Jetset even though it's been idle for like years. <laughs> Twitter noticed me. Anyway. Um, yeah, my big things are, um, I'm the head of NYC League of Legends. If you're into gaming and you're in the tri-state area or East Coast, please hit me up. 
let me know what you want to watch, what esports you want to watch in, in a bar, or if you want to have like tournaments, or if you want to host something. If I don't do it, I can find somebody who does, or maybe we could start it. Um, again, my big my big jams are esports, um, League of Legends, CS:GO, uh, shooters in general. Um, I love watching esports of all kinds, so. Hit me up if you're into that. I'm also into tabletop role-playing games. I play a lot of D&D. So hit me up if you're into that too. Or just about anything because, you know, saluda mi familia, you know. <laughs> Adrian is so happy this episode. <laughs> Over the moon. Over the moon. <laughs> um, and always, as always, you can find the podcast at PC on Twitter. That's where we are most active. And uh, head on over to ButWhyThoughPodcast.com for all of our articles that our community and podcast network are making. And you can find me at OhMyMythRandier on Twitter. My Twitter is a little hectic right now, um, so I may want to stay away for a little bit. Um, going through some things on there. Um, but yeah, you can find me there. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z-93. And no, go support Kate and her Latinx stuff because she's correct and we love her. Bye.